Rizal. Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about life. Too many women in this world feel alone. They worry about the judgment of others and they struggle with their mental health. But when they listen to the Rare Girls podcast where empowered women share their voices and tell their stories, many women will feel inspired to live a life of freedom and to overcome all insecurities. They will feel it is a safe space to find their confidence, to remember their unique beauty and to feel their self-worth. And they will connect with a sisterhood of rare girls who encourage their success and support their dreams. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Divya Ram. Meet Divya, a powerhouse who navigates the corporate world as a full-time project manager at General Electric, overseeing billion-pound projects. Beyond the boardroom, she graces international runways for Milan and London Fashion Weeks and has been featured in esteemed publications like Malvi and Celine. She previously won the prestigious title of Miss Capital of India, a fitness enthusiast passionate about gymming, trekking, salsa, and yoga. Divya is also an education counselor guiding students aspiring to study abroad. With an MBA from Nottingham Business School earned on scholarship, she seamlessly blends her business acumen with a global perspective. Divya was born and raised in India, then moved to the UK for studies, where she is currently working. Divya, how are you today? Uh, oh my God, thank you so much, Aziz. That's really kind of you. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a great initiative by you to, you know, inspire independence and resilience in women by sharing stories. And I'm really grateful to contribute to this podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate having you here. I'm privileged, lucky to include you in this project and to explore your mind, your thoughts and your experience. And I will begin with this nice first question, which is Divya, if your friends could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Okay, very interesting question. A controversial one also, because my friends from different age groups or phases of my life would describe me in a completely different way. Uh, starting with school, I was very innocent and my friends would uh, actually think I'm underconfident because I used to get bullied a lot. And I was body shamed for my image size. So uh, the better side was it that I was a big foodie and I loved street food. Indian street food is really famous and we used to all enjoy that. If someone hears this now, they'll be shocked to death because I'm known for being a fitness freak. And my friends now think that I'm this some Zane kind of personality who doesn't have any cravings, who is very strict in diet and extremely confident, uh, be it, you know, my professional uh, endeavors or in the modeling front. So uh, it's funny how times change. And similarly, I think growing up, if I say when I went to engineering, I was known as the life of the party. And we used to start like partying from 8 p.m. in the night and go on to like 4 a.m. in the morning. And then there was to a series of after party at home. And now if you take me to a club, I'll start crying. So my friends have to literally plead and beg me to come party with them because they know I hate parties. And they that's the biggest complaint now. Like, why don't you party with us? 
but uh, these are the differences but i think one thing everyone would say is i was always a go getter multitasker and uh, they knew like anything you would give me i would do it i won't give up i'd give my heart and soul to it and i'll ensure that you know i come to the other end and i hope they know this that no matter what i'm always there for them like they can rely on me and likewise i'm really grateful and blessed to have such amazing friend be it any age group i was in or any phase of my life like um, like i had amazing friends i love that and i believe that energy is good and people attract each other with the right energy and i have a question related to that you said you were innocent and bullied when you were little and now you're very very confident how would you describe that transformation how does it happen because if there is a girl or a woman who has been bullied and she's thinking how can i become confident what advice would you give her based on your life experience of going from being bullied to being one of the most confident women in your friend groups and they look up to you for that this is an emotional question because uh, initially it was a huge struggle for me also and although it starts with one aspect for me it uh, started with the fact that uh, i was not as thin or people thought in my class that i was not that pretty and you know i was stubby i was not obese but i was stubby and the body shamed me but then i think it integrates into your personality you are you come out as a weakling so th- it's part of your personality you are under confidence so i really had to work on my confidence i had to first convince myself that just because a group of girls uh, it used to be girls mean girls we used to think they are because they used to bully me just because a group of girls think that you are not worthy to be sitting with them or you are not worthy enough to be called pretty it doesn't certify that so i worked on my confidence i would say and one way to do that is uh, obviously i lost weight later and uh, it added on to my personality but uh, as priyanka chopra says confidence is the best accessory to wear what worked for me is i worked on the cultural aspects like i started spending time on hobbies so i developed skills like dance or music and i started being more outgoing and participating in these events which added in a lot more confidence me in me and then people used to look up and recognize that oh she's participating in dance or music or literary events and then i started getting that recognitions so as confidence became part of my personality bullying was reduced and then no one even dared to you know treat you like that because they know okay you're coming across a confident person someone who's talented so let's not mess with her 100% and i celebrate that and i want to know more about your journey so that was in india you moved to study in the uk and start your life there how was that journey of leaving your family behind leaving some of your friends if not all behind and adapting to a new culture was a challenge in some way did you stick to the indian parts of the uk just to <laughs> remember the flavor and the street food or how was that movement because for many people in general doing such a huge change of culture can be a bit shocking or intimidating uh true as exciting as it sounds you know moving to a new country or as glamorous as, as it looks now initially it was quite challenging So when you move to a foreign country as you rightly mentioned it's a new place it's a new culture the weather was freezing here and uh, you know everything so many things at once you you leave your job behind you leave your immediate family behind your parents your siblings whom you grow up with 
your all your friends behind so you enter a new country all alone so that there there was a sense of isolation in me and i was a bit overwhelmed uh, initially and there are financial challenges because you're going to pursue education abroad luckily i had 50% scholarship but the remaining money was taken as a loan so there is this pressure also that you have to go get very good grades get a very good job get visa sponsorship abroad pay off your loan establish yourself and for me i had all, always two professions i had my main profession of project manager and the modeling one so i had to prove myself in two fields and for that i needed a part time job so i actually first because of the financial needs so initially when it started it was i felt so worthless because i used to give three sets of interviews part time job main job for project management and for modeling and i used to get rejected so it was not until like 3 months later that i first got a job uh, successful job application which was for a part time job before that i used to think am i not even worthy of being a waitress in the uk am i like that gone case so it really shakes your confidence you know for someone who has worked in india for some few years and you know coming here and starting from scratch but uh, this is a story of like not only me like all the students who come uh, who travel from like there's a lot of students who come from asia and africa to uk to study this is everyone's story for me i think i was blessed uh, in a way because i had my uncle and aunt in the uk so they were a huge support for me in my initial days of struggle but uh, juggling between my assignments finishing them on time going to university part time job applying for main job applying for modeling there there came a point where i was like this this feels like depression because it was not every day you wake up to rejections and you know there there is a threshold till which you can continue and it's like oh god when when will i crack a job when will i get this and uh, i clearly remember i came september of 2018 and it was till march continuous rejections every day and then march of 2019 at the end i got my first fashion show in the uk and the same month i got my job uh, in general electric as a project manager so i i can't forget that like same month i felt like some miracle has happened some there's a blessing and finally and that was the start i've not looked back and i've been in the same organization g uh, sponsored my job for 5 years now all going to be 5 years and have grown through ranks there and really enjoying my job and i started my first fashion show in the month of uh, march of 2019 and have been doing some exciting work after that so it's been very good after that but yeah it it was a series of struggles and rejections and sacrifices i celebrate your success that's very very good and i remember early on you said when you were very young you were already a go getter and now facing so much rejection there was a limit like you said but you kept persevering i want to know because some other women facing such difficult situations might give up what was part of your thinking or how did you approach the situation that let you keep going so that you can finally succeed that could be good advice to other women and was it similar to when you were little the same reason why you stayed a go getter and relentless or is it changed over time my parents uh, raised me to be a fighter like giving up was never an option so i i have been persistent like no matter like there are obviously phases when you uh, lose hope or you want to take break for a day or two but 
giving up is not an option and you know coming from india it is world's largest populated country you know being good is not enough like scoring 95% in exams is not enough because you know there are, there there may be 100 more students who are scored who have scored 96 97 or 98 percentage so that sense of competition or you know that uh, hunger to prove yourself because that was necessary for survival that was always instilled throughout the childhood throughout engineering and even in my first job so yeah i was like game on like keep on rejecting me what's the worst that could happen like i was already getting rejected so only good could happen and it did finally happen so because i do education counseling also so this is the thing uh, advice which i tell to all the students who are here like it's a phase do not give up keep on trying and then there will be a day then you'll finally find the job that's meant for you there will be an end to this rejection phase i always tell them and similarly for models like for aspiring models they ask me like i never believed that you know i'm born with this uh, uh, extraordinary looks or figure or you know like i'm the some one of the most beautiful women out there and i don't think that is important to be a model but your persistence and perseverance is like even today like it's not like i've done london fashion week or milan fashion week so i don't go for castings even today i go for castings and i get rejected but it doesn't matter then i go for next casting so there everyone cannot like you but there will be someone out there who like you and who will think that you fit this job description be it in a professional or a glamorous setup and then you work with them thank you so much for sharing that and it makes me wonder as well there are a lot of women who feel stuck in their comfort zone because they have anxiety maybe they worry a lot or they're living a life where their parents are creating a path for them but deep down they don't want to go through that path and still maybe also they're people pleasers and so they feel stuck in that comfort zone or in that rut or in that uh, expectation of other people and cannot find the strength in order to overcome any anxiety or any worry in order to move forward do you have advice for them did you deal with this tell me a bit more about this situation i understand that comfort is reassuring but only mantra that i have followed in my life is change is the only constant so as reassuring comfort may be like the fear of stagnation will keep me motivated like i cannot get too comfortable in something you know i have to try like beat a new hobby new job new place so i have moved four different cities in the uk you were asking me if i'm in the asian part of the uk now i am because i live in birmingham but i used to be in derby or stafford before which are like purely british towns so uh i think change is good with every new place or a new hobby you learn and growth and development is really important to one's personality and i think i was blessed in the fact that when girls of my age were getting married or when their parents were getting them married even if they didn't want to my parents were like what are your career aspirations they supported me in pursuing higher education abroad i had family support but for those girls i think i would say stand up for yourself tell your parents uh, what your hobbies or aspirations are like just because they think this is the kind of life you should live or these are your dreams don't let them write for uh, write that for you you decide your life what your aspirations are or what your dreams are like i remember i i come from a normal middle class family and 
when I one day realized that, you know, I want to take up modeling professionally. It was a shock for my parents. They they were also like, have you gone crazy? Like what? Because suddenly they realized I'm eating this boiled eggs and boiled lentils. And, you know, I've left all the Indian street food and uh, normal food that they used to eat. But then they saw the desire, the hard work and the kind of effort I was putting in. So they understood if I had not expressed it or had been pushy about it, they uh, they would have let it go. So I think it's our ownership as the ones who uh, make dreams for ourselves on what we want from our lives and how we convince our family to support us. 100% I agree with that. And also, earlier you said that you were bullied for your looks as a little girl, but then you decided to become a model and in the modeling sphere you are literally in competition with the looks of different models there are women who are using also social media to succeed and they might have photoshop whatever it is did you struggle with something that many of the women struggle with today which is comparing themselves to other women not feeling beautiful not seeing their unique beauty what's your advice to them and how was your situation to be honest, Aziz, I did. And as I mentioned that uh, I was bullied as a child. So even though the bullying stopped, you know, the scars of that trauma stay with you longer. And it took a lot of time for me and a lot of inner work to heal from that. So even like for the longest time, when I closed my eyes, I couldn't imagine myself as a thin uh, or a fit person. I used to get images when I see Divya, it has to be a fat chubby girl. And it took a lot of emotional work to heal that trauma and come out of it and uh, to everyone who sees uh, social media and you know you see picture perfect images of models of actors so as you mentioned photoshop that's one aspect of it like even without photoshop like when we go for shoot for example there's so much makeup then there is lighting then there is, after the photographer clicks the images, there is series of editing done. And then there could be filters put up before a picture is finally uploaded. There is a whole team behind the model or the actor to make them look the way they're looking. So none of us are, uh, none of us get up like this. We are not flawless. We do take care of how we look, our physique, but we are not flawless. And the idea that picture perfect, clear skin, it, it not necessarily exists. So let's not run after these society set up standards of beauty. As you mentioned, inner beauty is important. The day I started feeling confident from inside, the day I healed all my trauma and I felt, no, I am beautiful the way I look. I stopped seeking validation from outside. And I also realized that world perceives you in the way you perceive yourself. So the day... I stopped seeking validation from outside and I started loving the person I am in my own skin. I started getting much more validation, like although I was not seeking for it, like people telling me, you look so good, so nice, you look like a model. These were the same people who, when I started modeling, told me, you don't look like a model, you cannot be a model ever. So it perceives with the way you perceive yourself because I think a lot of it is in your head. And a lot of it is how you attract the way you behave. I would say, don't compare yourself with society standards. Instead, definitely live a healthy life, eat healthy, sleep on time, meditate, practice gratitude, go out in the nature and walk. These all things, as small and pity as they sound, they are not. 
they bring a huge transformation in your life. Uh, the more you spend time in nature or say in a gym or running, it brings in more self-confidence in you of how you look. And once you exude that confidence, people see that and people characterize you that way. So I think work on your inner beauty, I would say, and work on focus on self-care rather than comparing yourself with others. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And I agree 100% with those insights and with that wisdom. And you said that you lived in multiple cities in the UK. You had friends in India. Some of them were uh, colleagues or classmates who are mean girls. So you learn the types of people. How do you go about not only adopting and adapting to this new culture, but making groups of friends who are good for you, who you feel, like you said, right now, they will not believe that you are a chubby girl who's not on a diet and all that. Do you find that uh, as part of you uh, socializing, building your social life? Do you get it because of work and therefore your work colleagues become your friends? Or how do you build those friendships, especially that you moved so much and therefore you didn't stay in one place for that long? In the UK, if I say, so when you are in school, you get along with your classmates, same for engineering. But when you go get out of this education circle, it's actually very difficult to find friends. And that was my biggest struggle in the UK because I did have MBA friends, but then after MBA was over, everyone left and I was left all alone in UK, except one friend I have in UK who's still my closest friend. But other than that, making friends in UK was my biggest struggle. So I tell you what, how I went about it because I'm an extroverted person and I need my social circle to stay sane. So... I joined groups uh, based on the hobbies I like. So say I joined a meetup group to meet other people who, who love hiking. And I joined gym and I went to classes and I made friends with other people who came to the same HIIT class as I went. And what happens when you make friends through hobbies is that you are connected through a common value which during your school or engineering used to be academia because you're, you know, preparing for same exams and you're studying together. But when you come out of it, how do you make friends? So for me, it has done wonders. So now I have a group of friends I go to salsa with. I have a group of friends with whom I go hiking with. Same for badminton, swimming. And, you know, the most beautiful part is they act as accountability partners. So uh, me and my friend, we both feel lazy to go to swimming. But one week I'll be pushing her, next week she'll be pushing me. What happens is we end up showing every week. So not only they are there to take care of you or you can talk to them, spend good time, but they act as accountability partners. You feel more accountable. You feel the need to show up every week and do that. So it makes a hobby more fun as well and it deepens your bond as well. So to everyone who is feeling lonely, there are so many apps just download it and match with people who are pursuing similar hobby and go go for hike. And if you are connected to a common hobby, you will have more things in common and your bond will be stronger rather than just meeting someone for a glass of beer. Quality is better, more important over quantity. Definitely. It's good to have a circle. But on the flip side, be mindful. Like don't be with wrong people. Like I really trust my gut energy. So after a meeting, with a group of friends, I come home and see how I'm feeling. Like, am I feeling positive or am I feeling negative? Were they pulling me down or were they lifting my energy more? 
So if you feel you're with a group of negative people, that's also not good. Like just leave them because their presence can be detrimental for your growth. So that's actually being lonely is better than being with a group of negative people. Thank you so much. That's very, very practical uh, using the apps as well as uh, checking with yourself. How do you feel after meeting with people is very, very important. And nowadays it's more necessary than ever to hear that advice because in this world, a lot of people are ambitious, moving around, living in new parts. And speaking of ambition, I recognize within you the fire of an ambitious woman. So what are your visions for the future? What are your plans? What are you working on? Are you someone who's constantly going after that next goal? Or do you have specific goals once you hit, you want to retire? I don't know. What is your own perspective or on your own future? Uh, you're right. I'm very ambitious. Uh, I need to have a sense of purpose and direction in life. So when I wake up, there's something to look forward to. If I not, if I don't have it, I'll feel like worthy-less, direction-less. And that's why my advice for everyone. So how I do it, I plan my year. So I make a plan for say 2024, January, these are the goals, February, these are the goals. And I review it on a weekly basis. Then I have a three-year goal and a five-year goal and like a 10-year goal. But they are not that detailed. But yes, for the year I'm in, I have a goal for every month. And uh, if you divide your goals like this, uh, it really helps you not get burnout because that I've done in the past. Like I'm so ambitious. Like I want to do everything this month and I've burnt out. That's not good. That doesn't help you be consistent in life. So plan your, like prioritize your goals based on what are important and uh, place it throughout the year and review them periodically. Uh uh, so for me currently, uh, I want to climb up the leadership ladder and reach the executive band in the coming years professionally. In the modeling, there are some international projects I'm really looking forward to doing. And by God's grace, I hope I get them and I keep on doing like creative, versatile work. Because initially when I started, uh, I started with Asian bridal work in the UK and being an Asian, it was easy for me. So I really had to struggle, like even after getting my first project to move from Asian to Western looks, I had to struggle so much because they typecast you with one kind of work and I really wanted to do versatile work. So it was a lot of hard work, but I'm even trying to find more versatile work uh, within the modeling industry. And uh, these are the two main things. Uh, thirdly, I hope and I pray that my parents keep on being like feeling happy and proud about uh, the when they see their daughter achieve her dream. So I know they are, but I want to, you know, that that's a sense of fulfillment when I see them happy and proud. Uh, other than that, I think I'm in a position where I deeply feel I want to give back to the society because I have got a lot. So there are two things which are really, really close to my heart. First is education. So I, I'm associated with an NGO which supports education for uh, slum children. It's in India, uh, Delhi. And I'm part of their initiatives to raise funds and uh, and I even contribute to them to help uh, educate slum children. Other than that, I told you about education counseling. So uh, Indian students who are looking to study in the Europe, I help them with university applications and scholarship opportunity and general guidance and what are the do's and don'ts of coming here, what they should be prepared about, what are the exams they should be preparing for, which universities offer scholarship. So I feel like I'm giving back because uh, uh, 
I got scholarship and I have come and studied there. So if I can tell them the mistakes I made, so they do not need to make that. That's one. Secondly, I am a fitness freak and I see the growing concern in the area of health. So definitely in the coming future, I have this in me that I want to touch and inspire lives of as many people as possible in the field of health and want to give the knowledge I have accumulated over the years researching or studying about health uh, to the other peers I have, friends and family. Thank you so much for sharing your voice, sharing your spirit and soul with all the listeners. I really appreciate you participating in this podcast. It's a privilege and an honor. I celebrate all your successes. I encourage you being an ambition-driven woman who is pushing forward and keep going. Thank you so much, Aziz, and keep up with this initiative. Uh, I hope that many more girls or women keep listening to your podcast and get inspired to live their dreams. You are welcome.